Hi, I'm Bonnie. Welcome to the sixth season of this podcast, Make Joy Normal, with my co-hosts Elizabeth and Christina and our guests. We hope to support you while you seek joy in your daily walk. Please review, like, or share this podcast if it's helped you to make joy normal in your own life. When, when we had little kids at home, well, even the kids at home, it, I really, really enjoyed just our family, doing our family. But of course, everything's different now, right? Because we are, you know, we're kind of the patriarch, matriarch of the family. And I feel like it's really important that we support our people when they have such little kids, right? Yeah. You know, but eventually yeah. they'll want to do their own thing. And that's great. That's good, right? I'm very happy to pass that off. Like, I'm happy to do what we're doing now. Yeah. I'm, I was happy to do what we did in the past. And now I'm excited to see where they take it, right? I just think I, I don't want to get hung up on that has to be about us. Sure. It'll be uh, cool to see what traditions your kids take from what they had at home mm-hmm. and what they get, you know, inherit from their spouse. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's really neat to see that happening, especially with Mary, because she lives close by. What things they've used from our family life and what things they've taken from his, because he's Polish. And so there's there's oh, all this cool. rich Polish tradition, you know, it's beautiful. Wow. Did you find it difficult to sort of blend your husband's and your traditions? Was that a challenge or did it just, did it just sort of naturally happen? I have had a lot of maturing in my 13 years of marriage because <laughs> I was unwilling to blend. I held on to things and I was kind of unwilling. And um, especially when it comes to Christmas season stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So there's things like we do colored lights on our tree, but Tim grew up with white lights, but he never fought with me over that. He was like, okay, <laughs> you know, um, right. so there, there's some things that I've held on to. And then there's others that I kind of let go. Tim, I don't know that they really had any strong traditions. It's more so just been us creating our own. Right. You know, yeah. so yeah, we had a couple of things that were really important. You know, we did stockings in our family. That wasn't part of Albert's tradition mm-hmm. because they had the big and you know all the stuff that they did around that. But but so blending traditions wasn't super difficult because I was a new Catholic, right? So so I appreciated all the traditions okay. that were already in place, except stockings. I thought mm, no stockings really important. <laughs> Because it was kind of my favorite yeah. thing to do as a kid. Yeah. And I just actually found, I didn't understand how much the stockings meant to my husband until this mm-hmm. year. And he told me this really? story about how like before they were able to go into the, you know, the living room with the Christmas tree to open presents, he could peer down the hall and see the really stuffed stockings with some wrapped yeah. presents sticking out. and. Oh. So next year, now that I know that, I think I'll be a little bit more thorough because I'm all about just like the stuff under the tree. It's like candy right. in the stocking, you know? Yeah. So I actually, even now as a, as a parent, I like doing the stockings better than anything else. Okay. Like just finding the perfect little treat or the perfect little gift or whatever. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Of course I have a lot less to do now stocking wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't know why I feel the need to tell you this. It uh, You don't know any of the people involved, so I guess it's not really gossiping. But um, we have some friends who are, they opened a business in our downtown area. And um, it, it part of the reason I'm off Facebook is because I 
it, let me continue and then you might understand why. I started seeing what is going to be in their store and there's a lot of occult stuff. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually went and I talked to our parish priest and I said, you know, can I go and shop there and support them? Obviously I wouldn't buy that stuff, but buy, cause they are going to sell like natural cleaning products and, you know, like tinctures, which are things that, you you know, herbal tinctures are great for things, you know? And he was like, nope, you should not even go in there. (laughs) I was like, okay. Good for your priest. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And so one of our other, so this, these women aren't Catholic, but we have another Catholic friend and I was kind of talking to her about this and she sought the advice of her priest and he said the same thing. But my friend reached out to these women and was like, uh, my husband and I aren't going to shop there. Here's why. Mm -hmm. And so now there's like a lot of, Uh, there was an aggressive response and I'm like, well, if they ask me why I'm not going to shop there, I'll tell them, but I'm not going to like go out of my way. And that's fair. There's different ways of handling it. Right. Yeah. So I I guess I'm bringing it up. Are you noticing more of that kind of stuff? Well, I live on Vancouver Island. (laughs) (laughs) so There's always been all that kind of stuff. So one of the really? few places okay. in the world on the West Coast, in the Western world, where, where homeschooling was very much like a, there was a big divide. There was the Christian homeschoolers and there, about half the homeschoolers would have definitely fallen into this sort of new age category. I, mm. I a- appreciate those people. I had some really good friendships with, with some of those people. Uh, and I would say from you know way back when, when I had a very sort of organic approach to education, I didn't know any Christians who educated like we did, but the sort of more new agey secular Mm -hmm. people definitely did and that was it was nice for me to to Mm -hmm. uh have people who had similar ideology in terms of uh what education should look like right look you know much more natural uh yeah perspective on education and of course that's come a long way now i know lots of christians who have a very organic approach to education but it is a sign of sort of things uh, the way things are here so you have to be careful with any store that you enter into because any gift shop can have super kooky stuff in it. And, and that's, you just sort of get used to that. That's, that's the way it is around here. And you know what shops not to go into. Right. And I mean, I feel bad about that because I like to support local shops, right. but you know, yeah, it's, it's uh, not something you want to expose yourself to in, in any way. Right. Right. Well, because I also, I don't know if you've heard the book Return of the Gods. It was written by um, a Jewish man. And it's about just the pagan gods of the ancient world are back in the Western civilization. Yeah. And Interesting. so that's part of it. It's like, I'm not messing around. <laughs> so yeah, I know. And the thing is, we can, this can be so subtle, right? Mm-hmm. And we cannot really realize what, what is going on around us. Right. So we have to be, I think, sort of very aware, not afraid, but aware. Yeah. 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 I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. It's just, no, mind. no, it's a great tangent. Actually. It's a great episode. Really? Like what, what is okay? What's not okay. It's a, it's a great episode. Yeah. Something to be interesting to do with priests because, you know, as lay people, we can have opinions, but it's good to have some really clear right. direction. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. we had a couple of sort of quite yeah. diverse patterns of questions that we were 
going to address. So I think we could probably cover them both, both areas. If we run out of time, we'll just have right. another, <laughs> another yeah, I just wanted to ask for clarification because it was, you know, like yeah. a month ago or so. <laughs> the college topic that we wanted to revisit, was it should we prep kids for college or should we support like what were we wanting right. to Right. Okay, so a little bit of context for the listeners here. So Elizabeth and I recorded an episode, I don't know, a month ago or something. I can't even remember what that topic was, but we got onto a tangent of college and uh, the way sort of we approach college or the way we, we view college for our kids and something happened glitchy with the episode and I couldn't, it was sort of beyond repair. So I just cut it out and I thought, you know what, I think that's just a good episode for another, another time. What we had talked about, we, how we got onto that tangent was sort of, you said something about, you know, do kids even need to go to college? Right. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And it is. I'll, I'll I'll tell you where I've come from on that, okay? Because I did a whole 180. I don't think college is necessary or important for everybody. I think there are many people who could not go to college, who could go into a trade, who could do various things. Should college be the first thing out the door that we do? And I felt very, very strongly that I wanted my kids to have a trade first and take a year or two or three and decide what it is they wanted to do so that college kind of wasn't wasted time and wasted money. Cause a lot of people, their first couple of years, they kind of end up spitting it away and, and then, and not really realizing what they want as an adult. Cause we change so much between the years of 18 and 25, we change so much. And so I, I, when my, I first started having adult children, first of all, what I recognized right away was I don't actually get to decide. Right. As soon as they're 18, they get to decide. And and even though at 12, I might have been saying, oh, I would never let them go to that college or university. I would never, you know, do this or that. It's not up to me anymore, right? So again, it harkens back to the relationship that we have with our kids and how important that is so that they are respectful of your opinion. They may not, they may still not abide by it but that they're respectful of it and they would honor your opinion. Mm -hmm. It would matter to them. Right. And that's so much about how we are with them when they're young. So, so that's kind of where we entered the conversation. This is what we want for our kids. As they got to be adults, we thought, Hmm, okay, it's not really, uh, it's not really up to us. Now my oldest daughter wasn't really interested in going to college anyway, but then at some point, like she was a little older, maybe 21 or something she was sort of spinning her wheels, not really knowing what to do with herself. And we had found out about this really, really good small Catholic college in Canada, um, Seat of Wisdom. And we started sort of encouraging her to go there more because more for the formation, sort of the adult formation, so that she could take what she had gained in family life and go out into the adult world in kind of a safe, um, beautiful, very Catholic environment that we felt would support her in, in what it is she wanted to do. I mean, which was, which was uncertain at that point. Right. And then as our girls got old, older, same thing, it was sort of like, Hmm, you know, maybe, maybe this is for, from a formation perspective, maybe going to a Catholic college, even for a year, is just a really important way to get out into the out, outdoor, uh, the outside world that, uh, that so not it's not so much about what you want to do and what career you want to have but that you 
have a, an environment of adulthood where your faith is supported, right? And so, I mean, there's other things you can do mm-hmm. that would support that ministry work or, or mission work, things like that. But I think that because we had this college that was quite reasonable and, and a really lovely community-oriented college, we, we felt really good about it. And so we had actually, at some point, we had said to the kids, if you do your first year at either this college or any other really solid Catholic college, we'll pay for your first year of college. If you, whatever you decide to do after that, and, and it's still up to you, right? You don't have to do it there. You don't have to do it at a Catholic college, but we would encourage that. And this is one way that we feel that we can encourage you to do that. Step out into the world in an environment that we feel is really good for your adult formation, because there's a formation that happens in the family, but at some point they have to own it, right? And going out into the world is one of the ways of giving them that mm-hmm. opportunity. So, so it was way more about supportive adult formation than it was about your career choices, right? The girls did gap years before they went off to uh, to college. They weren't in any big hurry. The boys, on the other hand, were in a big hurry, right? They just were so excited to go out and you know do kind of the things their sisters had done and the things their friends had done and whatnot. So they all went to college pretty young. You know, there's some pros and cons with that. We stepped back and just thought, okay, okay we have to think about it differently. That we would, what we want is to encourage them to have an adult experience, whether that's missionary work. So far, none of them have done that. Missionary work, mission work, like, you know, NAT or something, CCO or something like that, or uh, a Catholic college that's just considered a formation year. So that's kind of where we landed on that. Now, Lydia um, is not, she's not thinking college at this point in time. She just finished high school. She's not thinking college. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's totally okay. Whenever it would be totally okay with us if she decided to go and it's totally okay if she doesn't. What I think is important though, and what we had sort of had some conversation about in that episode was, should it just be a given that kids go to college, right? You just go to college for the sake of going to college. Well, let's be a little more intentional about our choice. First of all, let's recognize that as parents, it's not up to us anymore. It's just not. We can talk about the reasons why we would go to college and the reasons why we wouldn't, the reasons why we'd choose a Catholic post-secondary uh, and the reasons why we, we might want to do mission work. The reason, right. you know, All of the reasons why we might want to, um, the experiences we might want to have when we're young. I also think traveling, like if they could travel with a Catholic uh, organization or something like that, do some international travel also would be just an amazing adult formative experience, right? So I think though that just sending your kids to college for no particular reason, if they're if they're not sure why they want to go there, it does seem like a waste of money, right? If they're not sure why they want to go there, if we're not sure why we want them to go there, um, it seems like lack of intentionality seems like an epic waste of right. money. Well, here in the yeah. States, there's a huge, I don't know, like you need the college experience, so you should go right out of the gate. And, you know, the kids want the college yeah. experience, which for a large percentage is partying. It's not really about yeah. career um, or growing and maturing. Um, and so as as parents with kids that are still quite young, it just kind of seems like why would we encourage that? (laughs) You know, like we want our children successful and to have careers of some sort, but I am thinking that there are other avenues, you know, Mm -hmm. outside of college. But I agree with you that it's, 
a decision to be made by them when they come of age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But really a worthy topic to be discussing and, and not in a way that's just like, okay, when you go to college, Mm -hmm. right. When you go to college. So, so my particular sort of perspective on that was that I wanted their transcript to be college appropriate if that's the route they decided to take, right? So that was important to me that they had sort of a typical high school transcript so that I didn't close any doors for them. But I would never have put that, getting the transcript ahead of the relationship that we had. So say, for example, math or social studies or something was just an area of absolute hatred for the child. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of of how this might play out that, that I wouldn't make that the hill I was going to die on for sure that, you know what, let's just, we're going to park this. If you want to go to college, we'll have to come back to it. You'll need your grade 11 math or whatever, but we're going to park it right now because I just don't think this is working or we'll hire a tutor or whatever. But if you just want to park it for a year or two, I'm good with Mm -hmm. that. Right. That was important to me because to me, the relationship has to trump has to trump the transcript. Sure. I think that seems so, so obvious. Uh, but the other thing is if you had a kid who was extremely gifted or extremely interested in something, say music that took them hours a day of practicing and that it, it appeared that they were going to take that to kind of another level. Now, even if that, that only meant in their home, you know, say they needed three hours of music a day to kind of keep up to the, the rate at which they were learning uh, that that maybe we have to pare down other things uh, and maybe add a year or two onto their actual schooling so that they they can have a transcript and continue on with their music or their mechanics or whatever it is that they really, really love and are gifted at because it, it would seem a shame to say, no, you have to slog through all these things and you can't do your music. We don't have time for that. You can do one hour, but that's it, right? So I think we have to weigh those things out when we're considering sort of what, when we're setting up kind of a high school program and it's very much a conversation at high school, right? It's not, okay, this is what I'm going to get you to do. And I mean, you can do it that way, but in general, you're going to get balking because the teen years are the years of pushing Mm -hmm. back, right? So if we, if we set them up to have a lot to push back about, it's going to be harder to reach them in a sense, right? And they're supposed to push back. They're supposed to push back about lots of things. So if we can, if we can uh, set up the conversation in such a way as like, you know, I really noticed that you absolutely love your sports, right? So, so why don't we ramp back these things? If it takes an extra year to, to fulfill all your obligations to go to college, you'll also be it. But I, I think that the, you really need to go down the sports path. Uh, and explore that a little bit more because you know maybe that's maybe you'll end up with a scholarship somewhere if we if we do that so let's let's not close that door either right yeah Yeah. that you just made me think of something it's frustrating the way things are worked that you know if you don't go to college when you're 18 you know after your senior year of high school it must mean that there's un like you're dumb, right? Or like you're not intelligent enough for college, which is terrible because that's not often the case, you know, like you were just Mm -hmm. giving examples. It's, you know, like brain development, right? Some people learn things delayed compared to others. And so I think 
Well, and I'm glad that so the idea of kind of a gap year is being more normalized because like we have a friend who's she graduated five or six years ago now. And she she planned to go to university when she was done high school, but she wanted to kind of have some life experience first. So she did quite a few different things. She's been tree planting. She's been fishing. She's been uh, traveling. She's done all kinds of really, really cool stuff. And she kind of keeps jokingly saying, oh, yeah, I'm still in my gap year. <laughs> so it's been like four, five or six years. And I think power yeah. to you, right? Yeah. Who says we have to do it that way? And maybe not doing it that way is is sort of building uh, is creating it to be more yeah. normal. Right. Yeah. And, and you, you're creating you as a more confident person. The other thing that I think is, is sort of the tricky part of, of taking alternative, um, uh, paths. And I, I hope this doesn't sound shallow because I don't mean it to be in any way, but, uh, people usually, most of the time people meet their spouse in college or university. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you say you go into a trade, maybe say it's a mostly a male dominated trade or a a female dominated trade or whatever, that uh, it's, it's reasonable to assume it's going to be much harder to meet somebody. And especially it's going to be much harder to meet, much harder to meet a Catholic spouse. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's something that we have to be really conscious of as Mm -hmm. well, because so, okay, so there's argument really to be made then for, for going a little later, taking a gap year or two or three, going a little later when you're a little more mature and maybe, uh, you know, serious dating would be actually be something that you would be interested in at 20 or 21 or 23 or whatever, as opposed to 18 where, you know, it, it may not, you know, it may not fly at that point. You may not be ready for a right. relationship. Well, um, we have a relative who's about to be 25 and just got her GED last year. Um, so she kind of took a gap year before she finished high school for a few years. Um, and then just kind of was like, okay, I need to get this now. And so she studied and, you know, passed the exams and, you know, so it's, it's nice to hear other examples that don't follow the common footpath. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I regret going to college. You know, I did meet my husband, yeah. but I also am still paying off student loans, <laughs> you know, exactly. and it's, yeah. you know, yeah. over a decade later. So, yeah. And it also, it really speaks to, um, Catholic, uh, post-secondary, right. That we, if you can't, I mean, there are lots of good Catholic universities. Canada is not does not have a lot, but the states definitely has a few that are that are uh, worth their salt. But also to be to choose something that say has a Newman uh, a Newman yeah. House at the university because uh, then they have a Catholic social life. Now they may have you know a, a broader social life than that, and I would encourage kids to have a broader mm-hmm. social life. But ultimately, if there's nobody there who shares your faith. Uh, or even, you know, scoff at your right. faith, right? Which is, which can happen. That I think we, we uh, again, it needs to be part of the conversation that we're having with our kids is how important that is to be, uh, to be equally yoked and to be, uh, 
to have your adult formation be around, even if it's not about your spouse, but about the, your friends, right? That people that are going to actually support you in your right. faith. And so I don't think as, because they're adults and we have to respect that, I don't think we can insist on anything, but we can certainly encourage. And the better relationship we have with them, the more they're going to take our um, opinions and uh, thoughts into their, their uh, guidance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of times that age kids won't allow you to mm-hmm. guide them. Um, there are also, uh, on the topic of, you know, formation with peers, um, there are in many parishes, young adult groups. Um, mm-hmm. so that's something to look for in the absence of exactly. pursuit of college, I guess, for other, even if you had to participate and if they were 18 and didn't have a driver's license yet or something, even if you to mm-hmm. some degree had to participate in getting them there, probably really worth it. Right you know, or hosting. If that's, if, if you don't see what's happening, if you don't see anything valuable happening around you, have, do stuff, have stuff, hold stuff, you know, ask your priest, if you can just, um, if he would come and give a talk and have kind of a theology on tap night at your house or whatever, do those kinds of things because those, those things become really, really important ways of young people connecting. Right. Yeah. Would you, like yeah. to say anything else about the topic of college or do you want to move on? <laughs> well, there's all, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of directions we could go, but maybe that would be good for now and sort of chew on it and see what else kind of comes up. Right. If anybody for listening a, a has any further thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Share your questions. When I put this on Instagram, if people ever want to add their thoughts or questions to the, um, the post by, by all means do so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do we want to talk about homeschooling through crisis situations? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why don't you give the context of that? Because, uh, because you were having right. a crisis. <laughs> well, when Bonnie reached out to see when to record next, um, she asked if last week would work. And I said, nope, I'm stuck sick with the stomach bug and it was also the week we were supposed to get back into studies after taking December off. So she was like, that sounds like a good topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it really is because I think that, I think that we really need to, uh, to kind of be gentle with ourselves. Right. And, and crises are kind of a regular occurrence when you have young kids. Right. So, yeah. So I think it's, I think it's a great topic. And we had spoken in our last episode that you and I did together. I believe we were speaking about uh, sort of taking December off, right? That was one of the things we talked about. And and it doesn't mean you're not learning anything because you're just learning so much. It's just that you're kind of almost doing like a Advent slash Christmas sure. unit study. And so you just put all your energy into that. And then rather than kind of resenting the schoolwork that you're doing or resenting all the things you have to do for Christmas... Uh, it just becomes part of right. what you do, right? Which I think is is a really good idea. But then, you know, you get sick. So what happens? So so what did you do? What did you, what was your response to being sick? Um, well, I luckily am sick very infrequently. So when I do get sick, I lean into it and I lay in bed <laughs> and I take the, you know, God ordered rest. <laughs> um. But then I'm not so gentle with myself, you know, when I'm starting to feel better, because I think I should be 100% and feeling 70%. And so I actually get pretty frustrated. And I try and, 
I don't try and do too much because I don't want to relapse, but I, what did I do? I think I just extended our break and I just thought there's always next week to start. And we did. We went back today and everything went smoothly, (laughs) but you know, kind of doing our week at a glance, my husband sits down with me and he's like, all right, so let's see how far behind we are. And I said, no, it's irrelevant. You can't look. And and he was like, but I, you know, we need to look and see where we want to be. And I said, no, we're going to be where we end up. You know, it's, if it means that we start, you know, next year where we leave off in May or June, then that's how it's going to be. But I'm not going to force things. We're going to take it Mm -hmm. as, you know, it goes pretty much. So. Yeah. It's so, it's such an important attitude, Elizabeth not to be looking at where we should be, but where we are right now and moving one step forward. And that's all right. And I think that, I think that's the thing that gets you through crisis because we've had entire years in our homeschooling journey. We've had entire years that were crisis years and it it was just okay. We read together and we did a bit of math and that was basically it. And, and it was okay. Everybody graduated (laughs) on time and it was a much more pleasant experience than it might've been otherwise. Right. Right. To just, be kind of beating yourself up. I'm so behind. I'm so behind. Right. Right. Well, I think I really needed to take December off because I, it was, you know, still a week before Christmas and I'm thinking I'm not ready to start school again. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the moment that I feel like, all right, I'm ready back in routine. I recognize that I've had enough rest Mm -hmm. Um, and that happened. And I was, yeah. So it yeah, always it's comes way of telling you, okay, Elizabeth, you haven't had enough rest. <laughs> so curl up in bed with your hot, hot water bottle or whatever. Yeah. That's what I've done for the last two or three days. I just like, I laid on the couch and got people to serve me and it was fine. Everybody right. Was fine. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't have any little kids, so it's easier, but. Right. And this is totally irrelevant, but I have to say, cause you brought it up hot water bo- bottle. Um, we bought two last year and they are my favorite purchases ever. Yeah. Hot so, water bottles and those wheat bags that you throw in the microwave. Yes. <laughs> I love those. I just curl up with mine. Even if I don't, if I'm not sore or anything, it's just like, yeah. oh, my wheat bag. <laughs> well, so I was using mine. I have this one that has lavender in it and I was mm. using it like nonstop on the, like the day I was sick. And then there was a time where my husband took it to microwave it and microwaved it too long and oh, burnt. No. Oh, no. And so it smelled so bad. <laughs> so I'm going to have to replace the insides of that one. Darn it. Yeah. No, those are, those are great. So yeah, it's just a, a beautiful thing. And, and I think that it's really important for parents to, to realize that trying to push through, isn't actually doing anybody any favors because you're not in your best place. Right. You're more likely to get angry or frustrated or impatient with your kids. Mm-hmm. They're not in their best place because you're getting agitated. And so they're, they're, they're going to feel that, you know, maybe the house is falling apart or whatever. Like we don't have to, we don't have to put ourselves through that. Right. The education right. will happen. They learn in spite of you. So yeah. consider your crisis times. They're sort of like, okay, this is their time to, to uh, rest so that they can absorb all of the stuff that we've been learning. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. And if I may, I guess this is a little off topic. Um, We, I'm not a big into new year's resolutions, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But when, (laughs) 
it kind of matched up with us starting school up again. Are you familiar with the 1000 hours outside? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this year we're going to do that. We did it a couple years ago and then haven't, but I, you know, I've been reading so much about how important it is to get outside even Mm -hmm. as the adults. Cause usually I send my kids out so I can clean. Yeah. And so now I'm actually trying to at least spend some of the time outside Mm -hmm. with them, but I just wanted to recommend it to any listeners that haven't heard. Um, Check out the Instagram. Yeah, they've got a great Instagram account. So 1000 hours outside. It's just a beautiful movement because Mm -hmm. if we just encourage people to be outside more, and I mean, this this time of year, I'm definitely sort of inclined to like, "Mm, just kind of cozy up and I just want to be inside. But then I go outside, you know, go in the garden and see what bulbs are coming up or whatever. And, and it's like, oh, just breathing that cool air and feeling so good. Even if it's 15 minutes, right? It all yeah. it all adds up for sure. And of course, in the summer, you're out for four or five, six hours a day, right? right. We just had this uh, yeah. also off topic, but we just mm-hmm. had this uh, pavilion put in. I don't know if I told, I don't know if I told you this, but my dad had a fireplace at his house that my he had collected stones. Did I tell you about this? No. Okay. He had collected stones from all over the place. And we built, my dad built the house in 1970 and uh, he had collected all these stones and whatnot. And my cousin who's a, a um, in construction said, you know, I, I saw my dad, 1970, my dad puts a live edge mantelpiece on him. He was just so far ahead of his time kind of thing. Right. My dad was super artistic. Anyway. So we had this beautiful stone fireplace that he and my grandpa had built and, and this beautiful live edge mantle. And I said to my cousin, we were there and I said, if I could take anything from this house, I would take the fireplace, but I can't. So I'm going to take the mantle. And my cousin said, I could take that fireplace out and move it forward. Do you, do you need an outdoor fireplace anywhere? And I said, well, yeah. And we've actually been talking about, like, we sort of have a, we have a big yard space, right? We have five acres, but we've got like a kind of an acre and a half of it is just sort of a yard, right? So we have a pergola out there. It's not covered. It's, it's like a patio with kind of a, you know, vines growing up in and whatnot. But we've often talked about a covered space that we could be out in the winter because the kids will go out there with their friends even. They'll throw a tarp over the pergola and they'll sit outside in the wintertime, which is great. <laughs> we've got like a propane little fireplace out there. And I said to my cousin, yeah, we've talked about an outdoor. We were thinking about like a propane fireplace, putting it outside and building a little covered area because we love to be outside. And he said, well, why don't we, why don't we talk about that? So Anyway, he just got started on it in September and it's not quite complete yet, but it was complete enough that we could actually light a fire in it and, and, uh, have it, uh, have the cousins over and have a fire and sit out there in this pavilion with the beautiful lighting and all of that. And it was like, it's right up against our house, but it's just so incredible. And I think, wow, I can just sit out here in the winter and read my book, right? Yeah. You'll get a thousand hours real quick. I was... I know. <laughs> but it was such a it was such a cool option, right? Because we we love to be outside, but there's a certain time we get just you know we don't get a lot of snow here, we get a lot of rain, and so you need a yeah. cover of some sort. So yeah, that was that was really cool. So we can we wow. can just do that. Well, now you'll have outside. to share a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll put that when I when I put this up on Instagram. Maybe I'll put the picture of that in because it was part of this. I'll have to write it down. Or I'll, I'll forget. But um, yeah, so so homeschooling in crisis. Do we have any more to chat um, about? That? I don't know. Okay, I think here's a good question. Okay, what constitutes a crisis? 
Because does it have to be a full-blown crisis? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, having a baby is not a crisis, but you kind of have to do the same thing. You kind of have to just say, right. you know what? I just need to recover. And, mm-hmm. uh, or sometimes for some people that's in the end of their pregnancy or whatever, or when they have morning sickness, whenever it hits you, it's okay to just step back and just read to your yeah. kids and have a pleasant time or whatever. Make it pleasant, whatever you're experiencing. And that's okay, right? Even if you had to, even if you had to sort of, um, uh, contract out some things like say, say, I'm just going to give this an example. Say you had really terrible pregnancies, really, really hard pregnancies. Um, and that whole year of pregnancy was, you were just kind of down. Maybe you have to contract out a bit that, you know what, I'm going to get them to do their math or the language or whatever with somebody else. I'm going to hire a tutor, or I'm going to get a homeschooled teenager in that's uh, well-versed in this particular area. And, uh, and I'm just going to have to take it easy because ultimately in the eyes of God, our openness to life is more important than math, right? Sure. It just is. Yeah. And our, our relationship with our kids is more important than how to write an essay. It just is. So not that those things don't matter. They do matter, but they can't take a higher seat than our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, you know, our need to take care of ourselves. They just can't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what constitutes crisis? So, I mean, it could be pregnancy or just having a new baby. It could be illness. It could be mourning, right? That you, I don't mean, you know, the early part of the day, (laughs) (laughs) you know, mourning the loss of a parent, mourning the loss of like, Lydia and I were finishing up her graduating year this year. You know, my dad died in April and just, we never really got back to it. We just didn't. You know, yeah. it was just too hard. There was just, it, we were dealing with too much stuff. And, and we thought, you know what? It's okay. It's just okay. Those last couple things we were going to do really, does anyone care? So do you, um, in any of this, these scenarios, what would one do if they still had that, like those pangs of guilt? Mm-hmm. Because we are living in a society where education is, education is important, but it is given a very like high. We worship education. I mean, there's just that's right. an arguable point, right? Uh, which is unfortunate because it shouldn't be that way. It should be important, but it shouldn't be uh, the be all and end all. I would say that it's really, really important in those moments to find people that you can talk to who, uh, who understand you, who feel the same way as you, or at least respect how you feel, uh, and, and aren't going to, they're going to be the, the people that you can lean on when you, you know, have those feelings of guilt, right? For example, just follow accounts, say that follow Instagram accounts or, or follow people on Facebook who are, you know, saying the same thing, right? That, that it's okay to be gentle with yourself. It's not all about, uh, you know, the math book that you have to finish, right? It's about the relationship with your child. Read the books, but find, find someone, you know, even if you, even if it's a, someone you reach out to on social media that you feel like you kind of can connect with. I mean, ideally it's, it's actual people, you know, human beings that you can connect with, but you might have to travel a little further to do that. If you live somewhere rural or whatever, and there's nobody around you who, who kind of supports you in that, and I would say this, that, that a lot of times it's our family, right, who don't support homeschooling or they don't support the way we homeschool or whatever. It's none of their business. And you, you, we have to distance ourselves from anybody who's, you know, like haters going to hate. Right? 
we have to distance ourselves from people who are going to suck the life out of us yeah. or make us feel guilty. And I mean, in a sense, we shouldn't feel guilty. It's just their opinion, but we do. And if, if we already have those inklings, those feelings that like, I'm not doing enough, uh, then we need to surround ourselves with people who are saying, yeah, you are doing enough. You are enough rather than uh, surrounding ourselves with people who, who are, yeah. don't agree with us. And honestly, like I, you've heard me say this before, but don't debate with people who disagree with you. Like if say you have somebody who says, you know, well, what are you going to do? You're sick. You're not really doing any schoolwork. What, you know, what are you going to do about that? Don't debate. Don't try and prove yourself with them. It's, it's completely irrelevant. You just, you just have to really have a few answers that you use. Like this is a decision my husband and I have to make, or we've decided to contract out some things like that. Just avoid conversation with those people. It's not worth it. It's not worth your mental health. Right. So yeah, this thing's really important to find your people that are going yeah. to support you in that. Any other sort of things that would we would consider? Even oh, here's another one: moving. Like you're, yeah. you know, you have to move. Yeah. Like take two months off, whatever. Get the move done. You know, don't try to homeschool in the midst of a move. Make it part of your move. It's like okay, we need to, we need to organize the stuff. There's things we need to get rid of. Where can we take it to? Why you know why? Who might need the things that we don't need? Um, you know, how can we pack this most efficiently? What, you know, pull the kids into it um, instead of trying to uh, run yourself ragged, right? Right. Well, I, this is, might sound kind of funny, but we're starting to see, um, I guess, the puberty hitting and the emotions that are high. Like, I feel like that's also a crisis where it's like, okay, we're going to take this week off because yeah. you're yeah. a little angry this week. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the thing is we can, we can find ways to deal with that. Like say puberty, for example, if there is, you know, it seems like, you know, when you're growing this fast and when you're maturing this fast, uh, it's actually, it's actually hard on you. It's actually hard on your brain. It's hard to focus. Um, mm -hmm. and that's okay. What, what do you think would be a really nice way to spend time? this week or what could we do every week that would just sort of make you give you something to look forward to you know absolutely right let's be let's be gentle with them too yeah 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 amazing well we should probably wrap it up there because i can feel my congestion coming to a oh, <laughs> no. yeah but so nice to see you and uh, we'll talk soon all right great okay, god bless you